Before we hop into this episode, I'd like to remind you of Fireside Storytime on Saturday, December 10th. It'll be a great opportunity to bring your family together and bring them onto campus. We will have cookies, crafts, and President Brian Grigsby will be reading a Christmas classic. He'll be joined by Mo and Benny, and we might even have a special guest from the North Pole. Hello! In this episode of Houndcast, class of 2019 alumni Woody Battle discusses how he discovered Moravian, his journey through his years here at school, and what he misses the most about his time here. Woody also talks about his life after Moravian, diving into his career and his place in the community, as well as his continued connection to the university. Welcome to Houndcast. My name is Dylan Starr, the Assistant Director of Engagement Events. Uh, I am here with Matt Nesto. Hey, Dylan. My name is Matt Nesto. I'm the Associate Director of Alumni and Student Engagement, and we are very excited today to be joined by close friend Woody Battle, <laughs> Class of 2019. Woody, how's it going, pal? It's going well. It's going well. Thanks for inviting me. This is awesome. Uh, so first, can you just give us a little background? Uh, mm-hmm. Where are you from, and what brought you to Moravian? Yeah, so I'm from the Stroudsburg area originally. I went to Stroudsburg High School. Go Mounties! Um, yeah, go Mounties. <laughs> uh, we have a common uh, <laughs> resemblance there. I graduated class of 2015, and I was familiar with Moravian Young. Um, I used to do cross-country invitationals at Moravian Academy. Okay, very cool. Um, and that's kind of how I knew the name Moravian. Um, and so I thought, well, this is a university that is kind of on this list. Um, that I want to pursue, and it, it's, it stuck out on the page. So this was one of a few that I actually even kind of toured, and along with some other larger schools. So I kind of wanted to get a big okay. swath of different types of schools. So yeah. some state schools, some larger, some out of state. Um, really just wanted to see, like, one of each, test them out. When I was on campus, it felt like a, a very unique atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I felt some of the other places, it felt like what I was expecting. I was not expecting what I got when I came to Moravian, and that was only for the better. That's awesome. And I know that you said that you saw Moravian uh, when you were visiting, you know, doing track meets and that kind of stuff when you were in high school. So was doing a sport something that, you know, top on your list with going to a college? Or was it the fact that it was Moravian and not like a major school? You know, hey, I could do a little best of both worlds kind of thing. It was definitely a factor. So I actually got a call from the head track coach, Jesse Bauman, and I wasn't planning on doing track and field in college. Oh, wow. And he gave me a call and said, hey, I saw you're looking at coming to Moravian. I looked at your times. We would love to have you on the team. Um, and I was very shocked by that. And so that <laughs> added to the list of reasons. So it was another tally in the column yeah. for Moravian. Very cool. And then, you know, you mentioned track or, you know, we're talking about track and the athletic side. But what were some other things that you were involved mm-hmm. with uh, when you were here as a student? I know that yeah. it's a big list, but, you know, oh, sure. <laughs> what, what, were, what were some of the things that stood out to you? Um, so I was a student trustee when I was on campus. I, I ran for trustee as a popular election in mm-hmm. sophomore year, and then you serve for a two-year term. And um, very, very grateful that Moravian even has that opportunity. Most yeah. schools don't have a student serving on the board of trustees <laughs> and giving the students' opinion at such a, 
um, such an uh, institution. So that was one thing I did. I was also in the United Student Government. Um, so we did a lot of student activities. We did a lot of um, support for students in terms of policy, um, anything that we wanted to see the school move towards, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then track and field was big. I did track all four years, and I made a ton of friends. Um, I met my fiance on the track, Aww, on the track cool. team. We both did hurdles. Um, and, yeah, so track and field also huge, huge impact. Just like I said, I wouldn't yeah. have predicted that. So um, after your time at Moravian, where did life lead you? I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after school. I kind of started the, I started the question a little bit later. I was senior year. I still didn't really know what I wanted to do after fully, but I knew that I had a degree in economics coming out of school, a minor in political science, and so I just started searching what what are some of these lead to. Um, I already had a sense, but I wanted yeah. to really narrow it down and find some companies that I wanted to pursue. And from talking with some of the board of trustee members, I had already interned for one of them. Okay. And that was a great opportunity that actually led to getting offered the opportunity that I have still to this day, which is uh, I work as a public sector consultant for um, Baker Tilly U.S., which is a nice. large accounting advisory firm. And I came in as a tax consultant and I moved to public sector consulting. And I haven't looked back since. It's been three and a half years now I've been with Baker Tilly. That's um, awesome. And, yeah, it's, it's a fun ride. There is, I wouldn't have, again, wouldn't have predicted that I would be doing what I'm doing now with something that's very pertained to what I was here for. So with being involved at, at Baker Tilly, yeah, yeah. I know that in the past, I mean, I could remember different uh, networking events that we would do and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And I could always remember you being involved with those, either as a student yeah. or as an alum. And, you know, kind of what are your thoughts on having students, you know, be involved with going to those types of things? Oh, sure. I mean, you said that, you know, you essentially got your job because of some of the connections you made. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think would be something that you would say to a student who, you know, you're a young alum mm -hmm. and you did it. You put yourself out there, you made these connections, and yeah. now three and a half, four years later, you have a job because of that. Mm -hmm. Well, networking is everything. I think it, it's a great skill, mm -hmm. but it's also a kind of, it's always a means to an end. It's always a way that you can build really meaningful connections that help you when you're in a tight spot. Yeah. And so if you're sending out 100 resumes to and applying to 100 LinkedIn jobs, all you're in a pool of competition for all of those. Yeah. Whereas if I know somebody that I have a close bond with and they know what I'm capable of, that's a fast track. I mean, that's, that's a complete game changer. And so networking, obviously all the opportunity, I know people that have, have found great opportunities from all the jobs posting boards, um, but networking is a, just a completely different animal. It changes the way that you think about how you move in the job market. It changes how you think about what, what you can even be doing with your talents and how other people see you. That's the most important part. So it helps you market yourself. It helps you talk with other people that are more senior than to yourself. And I would say 100% of where I am today is because of networking. Yeah, and, and something that I always try to tell students today is, you know, go to that job fair, go yeah. to that networking event with an alum. Even if you're, say, an education major mm -hmm. and you see that there's going to be, you know, no teachers are there. Yeah. Maybe you meet someone who's significant other 
is a principal at a school. That's exactly right. And it's often in the places you least expect. Oh, yeah. So I remember one of my professors I stayed after almost every day to talk with and ask questions (laughs) to. And they gave helped me into an opportunity because I was first on their mind when somebody came to them and said, hey, who do you know that would be good for this? So that wasn't even a job fair. Um, So, yeah, you're definitely right. The jobs fair is great, but making your own opportunities, Mm -hmm. that has been a really fun journey. And you mentioned staying after and talking with a professor. Oh, yeah. Were there any professors that really stuck out that were, you know, those kind of those difference makers um, oh, because oh, yeah. of the small knit community that Moravian has. Yeah, for sure. I think you probably know a few too. There's some that definitely stick out and it's for everybody has a different personality. Every yeah. professor does. And it's not just professors. I mean, staying after is for classes. One thing staying after meetings that mm-hmm. you have with, um, with a, a, anybody in the faculty or sorry, anybody in the administration, mm-hmm. we would have USG meetings and I would stay after and talk with, um, uh, Dean Lloyd yeah. for a little bit longer or um, the provost or other people but definitely staying after going back to your question yeah. larger schools I get the sense that and this is what I was looking for at Moravian I didn't want to kind of be a face in the crowd I, I didn't Moravian it's kind of funny because I was thinking about this on the drive down here but, <laughs> so it's semi-canned but there's um, there's a sense that a smaller school you're kind of you have fewer opportunities, but it's actually the opposite. Yeah. I feel as though a smaller school, you have the op- you have the option to know everybody, or you have the option to stay to yourself. Larger school, you don't have the option to know everyone. No, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have. I want. I liked that the options that Moravian had, and I had the option to meet professors more closely or not. I had the option to be to myself or meet everybody. Yeah, and that was that was a godsend. Yeah, it's definitely with that small school vibe. You know, yeah, you get what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, though it doesn't feel small. Did, did you felt like Miami felt small when you were on campus? Because I felt like it was, it felt bigger than it. it yeah, seemed. It, it would. It would always be something where, you know, people would ask you how many students there are. Sure. And it's like, oh well, I guess that's a tiny amount <laughs> when you're comparing it to the broader sure. scheme of things. But, I mean, you, you know, you had your circles where it yeah. was, it was your group, but then. You know, you still knew other people and you still knew, you know, I know I'm going to have these classes with people. Yeah, and yeah. it kind of built that, well, those are my friends when I do this. These yeah. are my friends when I do that. And it was nice being able to walk around, mm. and, you know, I know some of these, but I also don't know a lot of them yeah. <laughs> as well. So it, Yeah, yeah. Because then I could go, oh, I, I'll have to introduce myself. Sometime. Yeah. I was I, always wanting to know people I didn't know. Uh, so now that you are back on campus, it seems like you come to campus fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything in particular that wasn't here when you were here yeah. that you kind of wish there was? That's a tough question, actually. <laughs> so I just walking across, I see there's such a well. There's always was uh, there always was a strong emphasis on making sure the campus was it felt like a place that was safe, making sure it mm-hmm. felt like a place that was. Um, well-kempt, mm-hmm. and it's, it hasn't lost that at all. It's, <laughs> it's really kind of charming. It's like there's always somebody, there's always landscaping, grass mowing, tree trimming going on, so I always like that. Um, but also there's new statues, there's oh, yeah. new artwork. Um, some Oftentimes they're from alumni, too, mm-hmm. in support. Yep. And um, that's just one thing I noticed just walking across the road. Um, other than that, there's a different uh, vibe that I get from social media. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that when I was on campus. Um, to the extent it is now, it seems more um, 
kind of fun and mm -hmm. but still sophisticated and still like a professional where yeah. the school it, it, I think it's earning its uh, strides well you know it, you got to uh, stay up with the trends but now it's like fun and like engaging videos with with students that are actually enjoying doing it it's fun. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so, and the reels are great oh it's, it's fantastic and, and it's that fact of you know you need to appease both our alum who are you know celebrating their 50-year reunions <laughs> as well as the ones who have just graduated of course mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely you know how can we keep everyone engaged and yeah. have stuff that fits everybody mm -hmm. and that's where you know something that dylan and i you know in the alumni office are definitely trying to really work on is keeping yeah. everyone involved from all the branches yeah well, of I, our I think it groups. shows i definitely think it shows thank you it makes it fun no <laughs> it makes it fun unsolicited compliment yeah no, <laughs> we appreciate that yeah it's cool when and when we have some of our events we have someone like yourself a young alum class of 2019 hanging out with someone who graduated in you know sure. 72 mm -hmm. it's like yeah. and having those good connections because it's this was all our school yeah you know and and that sense of pride of well yeah, who cares that we graduated 50 years apart? Yeah. It's still Moravian, still and it's still, you know, you remember the same memories and Yeah, the all one that. thing, too, we used to say MoCo. Oh, absolutely. Moco. People say Moco. Mo you. Like, what uh, do you say now? M -U. I think MU is sticking on a little Why bit more. I, think about that? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I was thinking, you know, when it first came about to change the university, are we going to be Mo you? <laughs> Mo you. You know, <laughs> keeping the, the Mo in there, but... Yeah. It's it's been a little vary. A lot of okay. alums still call it Moco. A lot of my friends Good. will still yeah. say, "Oh yeah, we're going to Moco, Moco or whatever." No, it's okay. They Good. they graduated from the college, so I understand them yeah. Yeah. wanting to stick with that. But we are very much a university. So if you had any advice for, you know, new alumni, people yeah. who have just graduated, uh, what would that be? So just graduated. Mm -hmm. Again, just going back a tiny bit right before you graduate, I would say really try to think about, like try to visualize like where you want to be and the vision, where you want to go. Um, and then once once you graduate, it, I had a conversation with an, another alum um, about the same thing is you're back to square one in a sense. And it's really a fun thing because when you come to U Moravian, mm -hmm. you're at square one. You don't know anybody. You don't you, you you don't know how to get your classes. You don't know anything. Same thing when you graduate. You, some, That's a good point. Uh, when I graduated, I didn't know how to set up my utility for my apartment. <laughs> I didn't know how to do everything. I was back yeah. at square one. Yeah. And so I, if if you allow yourself the space to figure out all of these things at square one, that really sets up a really great trajectory, I think. And yeah, so I would just say. Don't be afraid of the kind of difficult things of being back at square one. Mm -hmm. Lean into them, figure them out, and like sprint full speed. If you if you feel just your gut too, that's another one. Trust your gut. I was in a, a situation when I graduated uh, recently where I thought I think it's time to move on from this position that I've had mm -hmm. with the company since I graduated. Um, I, that was just trusting my gut. I thought this is this will be the right thing to do, and it was. It, it's awesome. been a it's been an upward slope, I think, um, at least in how much I feel um, valued. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the advice to do. You're at square zero or square <laughs> one. Just lean into it. Go, go, go get it. Yeah. Make, the, make the painting. You were very involved um, with the Center for Career and Civic Engagement. I was involved mm. with them as well. And I think really trying to encourage our students that they're willing to help you once you're an alum. You know, oh, yeah. They... 
they want what's better. You're you're never not a greyhound mm-hmm. anymore. You know, <laughs> there's all the different phrases. You know, once a hound, always a hound. Sure. You call one hound, the whole pack comes <laughs> running. And, you know, it goes on and on. But I think it's so true. And I think that's a testimony to, you know, you being on this Houndcast right now. Sure. As an alum, you know, we want people who are in these student shoes. We want mm-hmm. other alum to hear your story, to maybe, you know, want to reach out and say, hey, how'd you do it? <laughs> you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. So I definitely think that that's something really neat to, to yeah. take away that, you know, we are always here for each other. Yeah. And, you know, you never really graduate. <laughs> you no, know? And, and with all the technology now, I mean, you can send a LinkedIn message to anybody oh, yeah. that you remember when you were on campus that might be doing something that you want to be doing. Yeah. You can reach out to them. You can call them. I've messaged the career, not as a student, as an alumni. I've messaged the career engagement center and asked for contact information for other alums who mm-hmm. have a similar job title or similar industry as me. And yeah, they just want to learn. And, I, and, they, and so I've met really cool people by being allowed to use and able to use Moravian resources after, like you said, they really, it really is a commitment kind of for life. So you're back on campus. Okay. Time machine. What are you doing? Now it could be any year, but okay. what is one thing that it's like, man, if I could hop right in, I'm doing that yeah. again. So I would go back to probably sophomore or junior year. Okay. You still felt like you had plenty of time <laughs> yeah, at the school, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're not like <laughs> rushing to figure out stuff in the future, but you're still kind of enjoying the moment. And I would go back to, I would, I would take five-minute naps before I would take five minute naps after all of our classes just before track practice okay okay. because I was very tired or and it was always just the best moment of the day to take I'm sorry to take a five minute nap or a six minute nap always odd time three minute naps and other people on the track team would do it too my fiance and I we would take four minute naps and just get up and go to practice love that and that was probably what I would go to I love it that felt one. like the longest four oh, yeah. or five uh-huh. minutes in your life, and it was so <laughs> rejuvenating, and I got so much out of it. But it was just this vibe, like when I when I came on campus and just like smelled the air, mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, this feels like." <laughs> I, it felt like a time machine, just that alone. But now oh, I do, yeah. the, do the four minute naps. That is a good one. Do yeah. you uh, do you still take those four minute naps? No, I <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to. So I do um, probably like 15, 20 now. It's yes, you're older. Up. You're I, older. Yeah. You need a little bit more. Every year, <laughs> add another few minutes on to the nap you need. So in a few years, I'll probably be up to an hour. Two, yeah. So, oh, very cool. You know, we we hear the you know I would go back to the calf or go back to practice or like yeah. you know, studying in the hub or studying in pee pee hack. You know, whatever it may be. I love the nap one though. That's, yeah. Because that's, that's what being a student so is about. Yeah. That class yeah. is over. I got practice. What am I going to do? I'm gonna take a nap. Take you can decide while. what you want to do with your time. Yeah. yeah. And we were busy. Oh, yeah. We were busy. So those naps meant a lot. Yeah. <laughs> time management even to, to nap management. is huge. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> negative, <laughs> negative time, negative space. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's um, all our questions. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. No, Woody, thank you so much for, for being on. Thank you so much for remaining a very you know accessible alumni yeah. to our students to all of our current alum to us and you know all the different offices on campus we really appreciate yeah. everything that you do um something else that you know we forgot to mention <laughs> no earlier but you know also we want to thank you for being on the 
young alumni portion of our mm. campaign committee. Uh, that's obviously a very big part, a very big part of Moravian's future moving mm. forward. So we thank you for being part of that and lighting the way for all of our past, present, and, and future students that we have at yeah. Moravian. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Houndcast. We had so much fun recording that episode with Woody, and we hope that you enjoyed listening to it. As always, we hope that you gained some thoughtful and helpful insight into the Moravian community. Tune in for our next episode on December 15th with Angie Del Grasso Stein. Found him.